You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I got a bad feeling about this. We are back on The Pipeline Show. It's time for the NCAA Campus Report segment. As always, it's brought to you by College Hockey, Inc. If you are a player or you have a player in your family that is uh, exploring all your options and you need to know what you need to do to maintain your NCAA eligibility, uh, go to collegehockeyinc.com. You can answer a lot of your questions that you might have right on the website. Uh, and you can also get in touch uh, with the fine folks at College Hockey, Inc. Uh, my guest today is going to help us, uh, well, I guess preview kind of the ECAC uh, conference uh, of the NCAA, although half the teams are already uh, playing games, but the Ivies get going here in uh, the next week or two. Uh, my guest is Ken Schott, who uh, has been a longtime contributor here on the Pipeline Show, but it's been a while, Ken. Great to have you on uh, the Pipeline Show once again. How are things? Key, things are great. I'm uh, happy to be back on the show. You know, like I said, it's been a while, and uh, you know, it's, uh, you know I'm not, you know, I'm not covering the, the sport, you know, college hockey per se anymore. I'm new duties at the Gazette, uh, associate sports editor, but uh, also hosting the uh, Parting Shots podcast, and we do a couple podcasts a week, including one on college hockey. So. I do keep my hand in it. Uh, Mike McAdams, our beat writer now, but uh, we both put together a podcast. And uh, like I said, I had 25 years of covering the Union College Hockey and College Hockey. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to cover a uh, national championship with the Dutchman in 2014. And uh, But uh, it's, it's uh, I like my new role now, and it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of stress sometimes. But like I said, it's a lot of fun. Well, I mentioned half the teams are uh, playing games already, and, and Union is one of them. And I guess we got to start there because – 0-6 to start the year. We're not used to seeing that. What's gone wrong here for the Dutchman? Well, as I mentioned, Guy, I covered this team for 25 years, and then I covered some of the bad teams in the 1990s. Even those teams in the 1990s did not start 0-6. So this is a historically bad start for the Dutchman. Uh, it starts with the fact that they lost nine players uh, from last year's team with the graduation, which you know, obviously expected. But then a couple of things happened in the offseason with the Dutchman. First, Jack Adams, who was their uh, one of the top, you know, expected top scorers last year he had 10 goals and 12 assists last year. Uh, he's a Detroit Red Wings, uh, uh, draft pick. So he was at the Red Wings, uh, development camp over the summer and he blew out his knee. So he's out. He's hoping, I, I talked with Jack uh, last month and he's hoping to be able to come back sometime this season, maybe around January. So he's a, he's working hard on his rehab. So that, that was one. Um, you know, blow to the Dutchman. And then the other blow was, uh, uh, Liam Morgan, who finished the sophomore year as the third leading scorer of the Dutchman with 14, 12 goals and 12 assists. And he was going to be, uh, the top returning scorer. And emphasis on the word was because he decided to, uh, to leave the college and go play, uh, with the Belfast Giants over in, uh, in, uh, Northern Ireland. So he decided to turn pro and play, uh, in Europe, and it was a, that was kind of a big blow there for the Dutchman. So you, you lose you know, nine players. And then on top of that, uh, to your you know, top players expected back. And it's been, it's been you know, trying to incorporate, uh, uh, the whole new set of players. And Rick Bennett said last week, they've been, you know, really haven't been working out on the offense much because they're trying to, you know, work on a defense. Well, it was working for a while. And you know, they had three, three of those losses, uh, one to Army and then two to Northeast were by one goal games. But then they went to a fourth rank UMass last weekend and got uh, blown out of the, uh, blown out of the arena both nights. And here's the, here's the one thing that really, Sticks out to me um, the fact that this team is really not developing anything offensively. Uh, they really just uh, just can't get anything going. I mean, they they've had less. They only had 15 shots and goal in one of the games. Uh, let's put it this way: the Union women have been creating better offensive chances than the men right now. That's I mean, that's something. Something's got to be changing, and especially this weekend coming up. They're playing their rival RPI, 
Uh, last year at this time, Union was, you know, the undefeated team. RPI was struggling, and then RPI ends up winning both games, and that just sent Union into a sort of a tailspin where they were just played inconsistent hockey uh, the rest of the season. And I think that that funk is now carried over into this season. Is there any reason for optimism for for Dutchman fans for the rest of this year? Or is it does it almost feel like a lost season already? Uh, I I don't see optimism right now. I mean, if they end up, you know. I, yeah, you know, pulling off the upsets against RPI. I mean, for for me to say that if Union to upset RPI, it's been a long time since uh, our Union's been the underdog in this in this uh, rivalry, and uh, I I just don't see if it, maybe if they get Jack Adams back and and another guy we should mention Parker Fu, uh, he's been out. He hasn't he's been out with an undisclosed injury, and uh, so the I just if they get Jack Adams back in the, in the second half of this year, maybe there's some optimism there, but. As of right now, I just don't see any optimism. All right. Uh, Ken, let's go to the RPI, uh, the team you were just talking about, and the engineers are 2-2 two and two to be to begin the year. Uh, what do you see when you uh, look at this club, and what are your, sort of your expectations for RPI? I, I like what they have. I mean, uh, Dave Smith has come in there, and it's it's a slow rebuild, but they're getting the job done. Uh, you know, they got a good – I think they got a good nucleus there. Patrick Polino is leading the team in scoring with uh, three goals and three assists. Mm-hmm. And they have a freshman de- uh, defenseman, Simon uh, Kellberg, uh, New York Rangers draft pick, who's off to a hot start with two goals and two assists. Uh, and they got uh, great goaltending in the sophomore, Owen S- Savary, uh, uh, playing well. I mean, he's, uh, he played well last year, again, especially against Union in the uh, Mayor's Cup game last January when he shut them out and only ended up losing in a, in a shootout. Uh, I, I think they're slowly getting I mean, this was a team last year that struggled offensively. I mean, their leading scorer last year was Jacob Hayhurst, who was a junior, and then he decided to go through the transfer port and actually graduated. Uh, he ended up transferring to Michigan to play for his senior year. I mean, he only had three goals and 23 points last year. I mean, nobody – their top goal scorers were uh, Chase uh, Zeke and Brady Whiffin. Brady Whiffin's graduating now. Had, they both had eight goals. They didn't have anybody – in double digits, but like I said, I think that you're seeing the signs of this team. I mean, you know, the patience that Dave Smith and Dave Smith is, is a great person to have there because you know, if you look at what he did at Canisius, uh, he, he took a program over a program that was struggling, and he, that was a slow rebuild. They got they got to the point where they were pretty good. And I know the RPI fans were angry uh, that he, Dave was named coach to replace Seth Abbott because they, they wanted uh, one of their own, like Ben Barr was. Uh, interview for the job, and there was talk about Adam Oates uh, uh, being considered for the job. But uh, I always, I always t- compare Dave Smith to what Joe Torre did. I mean, Joe Torre was not welcomed as a manager of the Yankees. The press hated him down there in New York, and because he really didn't prove himself in, in previous stops. But lo and behold, he ends up winning four World Series as a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So that you have to be just be patient, and these coaches know what they're doing. Dave Smith knows what he's doing, and it's going to take some time. But I like what he's doing there. I got to ask you about a player named Todd Burgess. He's a Ottawa Senators uh, fourth round pick in 2016. Uh, that year, uh, he had a monster season uh, in the uh, North American Hockey League for Fairbanks. He had 95 points in in 60 games. Then he missed the his entire freshman season, and the offense has never really seemed to to get on track for him. Where where's he sort of fit right now in terms of his uh, development? In your opinion, I think he's just like you said, he's just really He's only had ten goals and twenty assists in seventy-four career games. Uh, this uh, he's got two goals so far this season. But it's one of those things. I I think when you know he was recruited by Seth Afford, and I mean I, I like Seth. I like you know, talking with him all that. But I think one weakness he had that Seth had at RPI was not getting offensive players. And I think that Todd 
uh, maybe lost some of his development uh, there. And then uh, now with Dave Smith, he's trying to find that uh, role there. So, uh, but I, I just, I don't know if Todd's ever going to, you know, put the, the points up that he did in juniors. All right. Uh, of the other, uh, I guess there's four other teams that are already playing games that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, We'll get to the Ivies in a second, but is Clarkson the and maybe Quinnipiac, the Bobcats, uh, are those the two teams to watch for this year out of the ECAC? Uh, they always are. Clarkson, of course, won the uh, ECAC tournament last year, and they, I mean, they lost their top goaltender, uh, uh, Jake Kiley, when he was signed with Vancouver after his junior season, but uh, they're getting some great goaltending from senior Frank Marat, uh, 1.98 goals against average, and, uh, I, you know, uh, they're doing a great job up there and getting things going. Zach, uh, Sikos is one of the uh, top players in the league last year. He's already off to a hot start with three goals and an assist. And a sophomore forward, Josh Dunn, also has four points and two goals and two assists. And one freshman to look out for there, Anthony Romano, an Arizona Coyotes draft pick. He's got two goals and one assist here on the young season. So uh, I like the fact what they're doing up there. And I think you know, Clarkson Hockey's back to where it was uh, a while ago. And the Bobcats are off to a three and one start too. So, uh, Quinnipiac, uh, uh, playing pretty well for Rand Pecknell. Yeah, it's always the case, man. They're going to be good no matter what. Uh, yeah, they ended up winning the, uh, tie for the regular season title last year with Cornell. Ended up, uh, getting upset in the, uh, uh playoffs by Brown, but, uh, they're, you're, they're going to be good every year. You know what, uh, Pecknell brings to that team. And, uh, you just, you, you obviously you got, um, Andrew Sorchage and goal. He's in maybe uh, he was great last year. 1.51 goals against average last year. Um, so, uh, so it's it. And of course, Keith Petrozelli is actually playing so more this year than, uh, so, um, uh, I think you, you have Odin Tufto, a junior, uh, hasn't scored a goal yet, but he's got six assists to lead scoring in, in that department. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like the foot they're doing right there. And Quinny practice is always going to be tough, uh, uh, a tough team to play. All right. Well, how long until the Ivies get going? Are are they playing this weekend or is it the weekend after? How uh, it's going to be? It's going to be the, the weekend after. They're playing some exhibition games against each other right now, but they'll get going uh, the following week. All right. And of course, yeah, Cornell is obviously the, the class of the Ivies right now. Uh, so I, I expect them to be. The coaches and the media both picked them to uh, be the uh, top team again this year all right well for casual fans who might not know the ins and outs uh why are the uh the big red the team to beat i think mike schaefer has finally come around to playing the speed game i, I mean like schaefer always liked bringing in the big uh hunking uh hulking kids in there but they never had speed and i think a couple of years ago when they got eliminated by union in in the uh, playoffs uh in the first round of the playoffs a few years ago I think what he realized, he needed, uh, not only just big guys, big guys are speeding, they've got them now. And they're, they're really doing a good job. And of course, they're always going to have great goaltending so, and play tough defense. Um, you know, you got Matthew, uh, uh, Galata playing in goal for them and he, he's an outstanding player. Um, and you look at, uh, Morgan Barron, uh, back for another year. Um, he was their top scorer last year with uh, 15 goals and 19 assists. Now this, I mean, they're they're built they're built now to play uh, the, the the modern game with the speed. I, I, like I said, I think you know Mike Schaefer was you know from that era with a clutch and grab, and it worked for a while. But as you know, as, as the rules change, and I think he I think he was slow to adapt to that. But um, he's now you know, getting that going, and uh, I, that's why I think they're, they're going to be they're going to be a tough team to beat. Well, they've got half a dozen players who are uh, drafted by NHL clubs, so. Uh... Uh, fair to expect them to be 
one of the top teams. Now, if having NHL drafted players was an indication of how good you're going to be, then Harvard looks pretty darn good because they've got, uh, what, about eight players, I think, maybe even nine that are uh, drafted by NHL teams. What are you expecting from them? I mean, they're going to, I think, a team in transition, but uh, they're always good with, with uh, Teddy Zano there behind the bench leading the way. Um, you just you're the Crimson, they're, going to be, they're always going to be tough at home. And, you know, obviously they lost to Adam Fox to the Rangers. Uh, you know, he had a great year last year, uh, you know, nine goals, 39 assists, their top scorer uh, last season. But, uh, I mean, they got their, you know, I think, solid in goal. Uh you know, and then they're obviously defensively, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be great. Uh, so I, I like what they have. Uh, I mean, obviously losing Fox is really going to be uh, a tough blow for them. Uh, they obviously Riley Walsh is the top returning scorer, another defenseman who begins his junior year. He had 12 goals and 19 assists last year, but they got to get some, you know, some of the fours to score a lot more. I mean, the only four to hit uh, double digits in goal and the only, uh, was, uh, uh, senior now graduate, uh, Louis, uh, Zetter Gossage. So they got to find some goal scoring there, but yeah, Teddy did not find it. Ken, uh, uh, is there a team or a storyline that we haven't touched on yet that you think is worth mentioning? I, I, I think one thing to look for is the, the change in officiating the director. I mean, Paul Stewart was let go, uh, after, after last season. And, uh, they brought in, uh, one of the, one of the referees, uh, last year, uh, and the names escaped me for the moment, uh, uh but uh, they, they, I think Steve Highwall, uh, they need, I think they need to do something to officiate. So it's going to be see, interesting to see how the officials react to the new uh, people in charge without Paul Stewart there. All right. Well, we'll watch for that. As always, uh, you and I are both Philadelphia Flyers fans. Uh, you're a lot closer to it than, than I am here. Is there a reason to be optimistic for us this year? Well, it's going to be interesting. I just saw that um, Brian Ellis is going to get the start Thursday night in Chicago, and he's a second straight start. He played well against Vegas on Monday night. I mean, Carter Hart, obviously, I think is going to be eventually the, the guy there. And uh, I, I think there is some options. I was actually down visiting my mom in Philly last month as I went over to the Flyers training camp uh, the opening day. I wanted to do a story with Shane Goss's bear. And I, you can say, I, I mean, you can just sense a different vibe in that, in that locker room there. Uh, you know, we had, I was, well, I had a chance to help uh, interview Elaine Vigneault and he just seems down to earth, uh, but, and is relaxed, but he's not going to take any gruff and he's going to, you know, he's going to call, uh, guys out that, that aren't playing well. And I think that's what this team needs. And I tell some the fact that uh, Elaine's, like I said, a very relaxed coach, at least likes to seem to me uh, keep things loose in there. And I think that's, uh, that's important for the team. I think under Hackstall, uh, they were just stressful and, and just the, the culture there and you know, Ron Hextel, the general manager and the accusations that he had a spy in the, I mean, I don't know how true that was, but, uh, I think there's a, there's a lot, there's the atmosphere is a lot different for that team right there. I mean, there's off to a you know, somewhat, uh, slow start, which, you know, they've had in the past, but I just, I, I sense it's going to be, it's going to be a lot different this year. So I think they, do they make the playoffs? Uh, it's a tough, they're in a tough division. I mean, you, you get look at that uh, Metro division with, uh, you know, the, you know, the Capitals, the uh, Carolina, the Islanders, uh, the, the Rangers. It's, that's a tough division. Uh, but uh, they got to, you know, just get, get going, get going here. I mean, I like the fact that their penalty kills a lot better this year. Uh, the power play seems to be, uh, a lot more active than it had been. I mean, so I, I like what's going on right there. It's, it's going to take time. Uh, I think a lot of the fans expected things, you know, them get off to a great start and it doesn't happen yet, but, like I said, there's a lot more, it's a lot calmer there, and I think it's going to be 
they'll be fine. And I think once they get to rolling in the season and you know get into January and February, I think they'll be fine. I I think they'll they'll sneak into the playoffs. Ken, we know where you are at the Daily Gazette. Uh, how do people get a hold of the uh, Parting Shots podcast? Well, the Parting Shots podcast is on the uh, is on the website at dailygazette.com slash sports slash Parting Shots. It's also on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll be definitely be checking that out, and I uh, hope you don't mind if I call you again this year. Thanks, Keith. Take care. Ken Schott knocking it out of the park once again, as he always does here on the Pipeline Show. Check out Parting Shots, his uh, podcast, uh, looking at the ECAC conference, and a little bit more. I'm sure he sneaks some Flyers talk in there as well. A little jealous that uh, Ken has been able to, uh, I'm sure he's seen a number of uh, hockey games out there. It's on my bucket list. Get out to Philly and watch uh, the Flyers uh, in person. But uh, obviously being a little further away, it's uh, probably not going to happen for a while. Next segment here on the Pipeline Show is an in-the-dub segment uh, for Dub Network. We're going to speak with Ryan Chazowski, a forward with the Medicine Hat Tigers. He's an undrafted 19-year-old, but has put together a couple of really strong seasons in a row and is off to another good start this year. We'll chat with him about uh, his play, also the play of the team, and more. That's next here on the Pipeline Show. One, two, three, four. Penalty is over. And the Flames four of them get out. Up at center and coming in as Lou. Newendike centered it. And got scores. Lanny McDonald. Hey, it's Lanny McDonald, formerly of the Medicine Hat Tigers. And you're listening to the Pipeline Show. your weekend with WHL Hockey Action. This Friday night, your Edmonton Oil Kings take on the Medicine Hat Tigers at Rogers Place. Then, Saturday night, it's a showdown against the Seattle Thunderbirds for the first ever cartoon festival. With your favorite childhood characters roaming the concourse. Don't miss the Oil Kings live. Puck drops at 7. Great family entertainment at Rogers Place starts at just $20 a seat. Save on day of game pricing now at oilkings.ca. 